we're back. I hope you had a good morning so far. We're going to be jumping back in this afternoon to Proverbs chapter. Um, nine. Sorry, I think we're at nine, right? Yeah, nine verses nine. seven through twelve. We're moving. What kind of day have I had? <laughs> I know it's been one of those days. Grab your ESV. Uh, jump up on the uh, weight bench with us. We're gonna we're gonna push here. Let's go, Dave. Whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abuse. Whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abuse. And he who reproves a wicked man incurs injury. And he who corrects a wicked man incurs injury. Do not reprove a scoffer or he will hate you. Do not reprove a scoffer or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man and he will love you. Reprove a wise man and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man and he will still be wiser. Give instruction to a wise man and he will grow wiser. Teach a righteous man and he will increase in learning. Teach a righteous man and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. The fear of the Lord is, be- is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy is the beginning of insight. For by me, your days will be multiplied and years will be added to your life. For by me, your, way- your days will be multiplied and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. If you scoff, you alone will bear it. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. But if you scoff, you alone will bear it. May God bless the reading, the hearing, and doing of his word. Amen. Amen. You said this one already is entertaining. If you're wise, you're wise by yourself. If you scoff, you alone will bear it. We've been talking the last few days about how the ripple effects of ignorance or foolishness or sin. I, I really believe that this is looking at the long-term impact. Like when I say long-term, um, you and I are both counselor backgrounds and Um, We've worked with individuals of all bents. And one of the things I've learned is when you meet someone who is simple, like they're determined to be simple, whether they've been blessed with too much money and don't know how to live a good life and follow Christ properly because they see comfort more than their cross to carry. So this isn't an intellect thing. This is um, a, a choice to not embrace the fullness of life found anew. I really believe that when we don't bear our cross as children of God, if we are genuinely children of God, we miss the mark completely. Um, You know, I I do believe when you profess and place your faith in him, you're, you're saved. I do also believe there are some that place their faith in him who allow the cares and craziness of the world to stress them out and to leave them in a um, unuseful state, <laughs> sure, sure. as scripture makes it clear. Um, I do believe that those will be the ones who make it, you know, who smell like smoke. Um, you know, for me, that is the bearing it fully. Like you, you alone get to carry this all the way out. You've missed the mark, just as in life, you meet someone who burns through their life savings and everything else that they've inherited. And now they don't have anything. They're bearing it. Yes, others are impacting, but they are carrying the large majority of the weight. That makes sense. And I, I think that's where I land on this verse as well as it, it's looking at this essentially saying at the end of the day, you and you alone are responsible for the choices that you make and the impact that they have in your life. 
Correct. Which is interesting because, I mean, I guess it's not interesting per se, but it follows naturally from the first few verses in this section. Don't reprove a scoffer. The person who does brings injury to himself. If you're the scoffer and I'm the reprover, and I bring reproof to you and you're a scoffer, I'm the one that gets hurt. And you don't actually get wiser. If anything, you get um, uh, inoculated <laughs> to the truth, which, which makes it harder the next time you're in the situation for someone to come and offer you a piece of wisdom. Uh, it's harder for you to accept it because this is what we're going to see in future chapters. The more a scoffer scoffs at wisdom, the more he becomes wise in his own eyes. And the more he becomes wise in his own eyes, the more he cannot see wisdom when it's slapping him in the face through life's experiences, screaming at him from the corners of the street and from the gate, the way we've talked about from the earlier chapters in Proverbs, mm-hmm. and it's to his own destruction. And I think that this, this section here is both a caution yes. to the you and the I who would be bringing reproof to other people, but because it ends here by saying, if you're wise, you're wise yourself, but if you're a if you refuse wisdom, you alone are going to bear it. It really is a warning to the person who's hearing, the son in mm. this case. Be mm-hmm. careful how you hear, because if you are a scoffer, number one, it's going to be really difficult for you to realize it, to recognize it, and even to, to hear it once you do recognize it. Mm. And it is going to hit you. It is. I don't, th- I don't think this is as much a warning to the coaches as much as it is yeah. to the players, if you will. I agree. Verse eight says, again, you said it, do not reprove a scoffer and then comma, or he will hate you. I really think we're talking about haters here. Like in our present (laughs) language, this isn't a person who is seeking to make you better or is seeking to engage and encourage you. Yes. Through, you know, saying tough words. This is someone who is a genuine hater. (laughs) Like this is like, there's no, nothing else that they do you bring life they bring hate like that that is the relationship and that is their norm doesn't matter what progress is made in the relationship they can't see it because they're a hater it doesn't matter what god has been doing in their life why because they're hate like that is where they are we can pray for them but know that we're not to get bent out of shape trying to reprove them when there's a god type work that needs to be done right and it's not a me or you type work. So practical question. As we're praying for this person, how ought we to be praying? What should we be asking God to do? I think this text makes it clear. We should encourage God to, to change their heart, to change their mind, whether it's by softening, whether it's by, um, you know, removing those obstacles, those things that are causing blindness, but we're praying wisdom for this other individual. We're praying Mm -hmm. um, that whatever hurts that have caused them to now be an individual that consistently seeks to hurt others would be addressed because it says whoever corrects the scoffer gets himself abuse. Like you're dealing with a hater and someone who abuses. This is someone who clearly has either been hurt or is still hurting and they're not ready to be addressed by you. They need God. Okay. And so that's what I'm praying for is that okay. they're able to reconcile more with God than even with myself so that they can be <clears throat> um, fully embracing their new identity in him. 
All right. So there's three things I want to underline that you said, because I think they're right on target. One is that the person would be reconciled to God, that whatever the wall of separation that's been built up, bitterness, anger, fear, whatever, resentment, that God would graciously bring that down too, that they would receive comfort because there is, there is a pain response in this mm-hmm. kind of antagonism that God would, through his comfort, spirit them, I'm sorry, through his spirit, comfort them. A little word flip there. Mm-hmm. Three, that as you said, and this is what I'm cueing on, that the blinders would be removed. Throughout the Proverbs, the idea of seeing, perceiving, hearing, understanding are all the very, they're, they're this, the threads of one cord. It's the, it's the cord of wisdom. To see wisdom, to understand wisdom, to perceive rightly. All that's what it means to be wise. And Paul prays for the believers that the eyes of their understanding would be opened. And we're talking about with someone who, who won't receive correction. I, I agree. It is most often because there are blinders on, which God alone can remove. And which sometimes, you know, they're gripping onto with all their might so that mm-hmm. they can't see the truth. They Nevertheless, God is God's God. Yeah. And that's the prayer. And that's, that's what I would encourage you, our dear listener, today. If you have someone in your life that you've brought correction, reproof to, and you've gotten injured, pray these things that God would be reckoned, that they would be reconciled to God, that they would be comforted by his spirit, and that God would open their eyes to see the truth. And if you're a person who is the scoffer today, I'll say this to you Jesus died for you. Not because he hates you, not because he had to prove anything, but because he loves you and he wants to see you receive the blessing of life. Soften yourself to him in as much as it's possible for you to do so and ask him to do the work in you. Mm. Whoever, whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abuse and he who reproves a wicked man incurs injury. Do not reprove a scoffer, he will hate you. Improve a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. For by me, your days will be multiplied, and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. If you scoff, you alone will bear it. Father, we come before you asking that you, um, that you would help us to see those areas in our own hearts that we need to let go and surrender to you. We know you're always working out our salvation. We are saved in you through profession of our mouths and believe in our heart. And now we are living it out today, <clears throat> asking you, Father, that you would cause us to see, whether it be old relationships, old habits, things that are not of you, whether it's a tongue that doesn't match um, the ministry you've called us to. We ask, Father, that you would move, that you would um, cause your word to remind us, just as we are reminded ourselves in this podcast, that we are called to be agents of change as you change us. Allow us, Father, to love our neighbors, our enemies, as well as those who are strangers, as you have loved us sacrificially today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for uh, hanging out with us this afternoon. We'll see you in the morning. God bless.